1: floorboards to shingles. This is the Money Pit Home Improvement Radio Show. I'm Tom Kreitler. And I'm
2: Leslie
3: Segretti.
1: Call us right now with your home improvement project, your do-it-yourself dilemma, because we are here to help you get the job done. Short of picking up the tools and doing it for you, we give you the advice <laughs> to help you do it yourself. The number is 1-888-MONEYPIT, 888-666-3974. And we start this hour in the bathroom because that's the one room in the house. Where we all spend time every single day. True. And if you have teenagers, they spend a lot of time there. <laughs> Run up a lot of hot water bills. But I'm not angry. We've got some ideas on what you can do for luxury toilet upgrades in that bathroom. We've got tips on everything from these soft closing lids, the ones that like, close themselves, mm-hmm. to heated seats.
3: Now that's luxury. <laughs> and more,
1: all for under 200 bucks. So why not treat your tush? a little luxury for under two bills in your bathroom. We're going to tell you how to do just that.
3: Boy, that's an interesting topic. Luxury tushy treatment. I like that. (laughs) All right. Also ahead, upgrading your kitchen. It doesn't have to be a massive undertaking either. Simply updating your counters can make a gigantic difference. But when it comes to countertop materials, there are so many choices out there, including natural stone, solid surfacing, laminates. We're going to help you figure out which one is the best choice for you and your budget.
1: Plus, nothing gives a home more curb appeal than a beautiful enhanced entryway. Not only does it make the front of your home look inviting and gorgeous, but it also actually can add some value to the house. So why not spend some money to upgrade that front door and enjoy all of those benefits? We're going to tell you how to do just that a little later in the program.
3: And this hour, we're giving away the Skill Flooring Saw. This is a
1: good giveaway. This
3: is a great giveaway. This tool is going to take the work out of laying wood floors. It's one saw for all the cuts you absolutely need for that project. It's a great prize.
1: The Skill Flooring Saw is worth $159. going to go to one caller who calls us with their home improvement project. Now, you must have a question. We will toss all the names of those callers into the Money Pit hard hat and one caller is going to walk away with a skill flooring saw worth 159 bucks so why not pick up the phone and give us a call you may get the answer to your question and the tools to get the job done at least if it's a flooring question the number is 1888 Money Pit 8886663974 Leslie who's first
3: David in Alaska's on the line he's got a heating question how can we help you
2: I just uh, have a forced heating problem I have a train X80. And okay. every year around this time, last year we had the actual fan computer, of uh, the 50, 55A processor thing installed. It burned out. Okay. And I guess that's like the modulator. modulator. But um, this year, uh, it's just shutting off and then starting when you uh, hit the switch, turn it back off, let it sit, turn it back on. It kicks on and you hear the fan go and then you hear the flame kick and it stays on. But after that cycle, when it gets to the house of the right temp, it'll shut off and it'll try to start next time, and this time you heard the flame die out, and then the oh fan boy. just goes by itself.
1: Well, obviously you have a control circuit problem with this, and, and the more sophisticated these furnaces get, the more common uh, that is potentially going, going to happen. Uh, so I can't diagnose it for you specifically except to say that I've heard of this sort of thing happening before, and it's in the electronics of the system. So you've got to be able to identify which part of it is is not functioning correctly uh, and replace it. Are you a DIYer? You've been doing some of this work yourself, or have you been getting some expert advice?
2: I helped install last time and, um, you know, all the parts for it. So yeah, uh, DIYer,
1: too. Well, I will say that, you know, Train makes a good piece of equipment, and you might want to reach out to Train directly for this particular problem and see if you can get some help that way.
2: Oh, okay. Cool. Yeah, I've had a few suggestions that it was a uh, hot surface indicator, but it uh, yeah. can't be that good. Yeah, and out. I will yeah. say
1: again, you're, you're beyond the skill set of a normal DIYer, but it sounds like you like <laughs> like to tear into things here. So I would turn to the experts at train, get some advice, and get it fixed.
2: 10-4, I'll
1: do that. All right, good luck with that project. Thanks so much for calling us at 888 Pit. Bridget
3: from Illinois is on the line and has a question about insulation. Tell us what you currently have, or do you just have nothing?
2: I don't know if my walls are insulated. I have a
3: one-story house, and it has cedar siding. Okay. I want to know what's the best way to insulate it, and how can I tell if there's insulation in there already?
1: Well, an easy way to tell is to take the cover plate off of an electrical outlet, and with a light, you can usually look to the left or to the right of the outlet into the stud bay itself and see what kind of insulation is in there. How old is your house, Bridget?
2: It was built around 1965.
1: Well, it typically would have fiberglass mm-hmm. insulation in those walls, though. That's not terribly old.
2: Okay. Thank you. That was my question.
1: All right, and if it does And
2: if it doesn't have insulation, what, would, what should I do? Well, in a
1: 1965 house, the first thing we would tell you to do is to look in the attic because that's where you're having the most heat loss. So you want to add uh, 19 to 22 inches of insulation in the attic first. Uh, after that, you would take a look at the floors and over the unheated space and insulate those. And then thirdly, you could look at the walls, but the walls would have to be done by blown-in insulation. Although I tell you, it would be very unusual for a 1965 house to not have any insulation. insulation. However, it would be typical for them to have, for a 1965 house to have not enough insulation in the attic space.
2: Okay. Well, that's where our check first
3: Then, All right.
1: Good luck, Bridget. Thanks so much for calling us at 888 Money Pit. I bet she's cold in Champaign, Illinois.
3: You are tuned to the Money Pit Home Improvement Radio Show on air and online at moneypit.com. Now, you can be part of the fun, so pick up the phone and give us a call at 888-MONEYPIT, 24 hours a day, 7 days a week. We will help you get all of your home improvement projects done right the first time.
1: Up next, we've got tips on how you can make trips to the bathroom a luxurious experience by upgrading your toilet seat. Everything from self-closing lids, heated seats, or even a bidet can really make a big impact and cost less than you might think. We're going to have those ideas next.
0: The Money Pit is brought to you by ThermaTru Doors, the nation's leading manufacturer of fiberglass entry and patio door systems. Thermatrue Doors are Energy Star
3: qualified and provide four times the insulation of a wood door. To learn more, visit thermatrue.com. Now, here are Tom and Leslie.
1: Making good homes better. Welcome back to the Money Pit Home Improvement Radio Show. I'm Tom Kreitler.
3: And I'm Leslie Segretti.
1: And new wood flooring is something that can really complete the look of a room, and it's something you can definitely do yourself. But installing those floors can be tiring, it can be backbreaking work, and the tools that you need can be expensive. We, however, have got tips on a new tool that can solve all those problems and more. It's the new Skill Flooring Saw, and it's designed to cut through hardwood, laminate, and engineered flooring up to 8 inches wide and 3 quarters of an inch thick. Plus, it makes both miter and rip cuts. And the best news is this $159 saw, we've got one to give away. So pick up the phone and call us right now for your chance to win. The number is 1-888-MONEYPIT.
3: Mm -hmm. You know what's so super cool about the Skill Flooring Saw is that it's a really great alternative to, you know, larger benchtop tools for your flooring projects. Think about it. What if you're installing floors in your basement and you have to keep running up and down the stairs to make all of your cuts? Check out their website. It's really fantastic. It's skilltools.com. You'll find more information on this new tool, but you got to call in right now for your chance to win. And the number again is 888-MONEYPIT.
1: 888-666-3974. Well, typically when you think about doing home improvement projects, it costs a lot of money. Mm -hmm. But if you'd like to make a very simple improvement for under 200 bucks that you'll be able to enjoy immediately, one way to do that is in your bath, and that is to upgrade your toilet seat. You can treat yourself and your family to a bit of luxury without taking a big financial kick in the you know where. For example, (laughs) you could trade out that current seat for one that has a quiet, soft closing lid. I remember seeing these self-closing lids when they first came out and they were so state-of-the-art and then. Mm-hmm. Now they're like everywhere and the prices have come way down and it's absolutely the way to go. Or you could step it up a bit by picking up a heated toilet seat, which I think is the ultimate in luxury, that especially sounds in those really luxurious. chilly winter mornings in the cold bathroom. And this
3: has been a cold winter.
1: It definitely has. <laughs> and what's the nice way to say this, Leslie? You can even get a seat that's a little roomier for more comfort.
3: Hey, I don't like where you're going with that, mister.
1: (laughs) The uh, large economy size uh, seats also available. And finally, if you want the ultimate in luxury toilet seats, you can get one with a built-in bidet. Really? You can. Yeah, how about that?
3: This is amazing. I, I I can't even believe that toilet technology, if you will, has come so far and that we're chatting about it like grown-ups. And it's amazing that we've not, you know, we've gone kept down it the pretty toilet. Clean. If you <laughs> Exactly. <laughs> you know, all of these upgrades can actually cost less than 200 bucks and they're really going to have an immediate impact on your comfort and your everyday use of that space. If you want some more information and some more just out of this world ideas for your bathroom, Google money pit luxury toilet for detailed info on all of those toilet seats we mentioned. And more. That's Money Pit Luxury Toilet on Google.
1: 888 3974 Call us right now with your home improvement question. We're here to help. Who's next?
3: Nick in Washington, you've got the Money Pit. How can we help you
1: today?
2: Uh, I bought a house about five years ago. And when I bought it, it has a rubber mat in my garage, like four foot strips butted together. I don't, I don't know what that is for, if it's for looks or help to keep the cold out, but anyway, when I wipe that down, uh, with mop it down, and the moisture coming off my car seems to have created this white powder coming up from between and underneath those mats, and my son who lives in El Cajon, who doesn't have the mats, has the same problem during the winter time with his car. And I'm wondering where this white stuff is coming from. It's
1: probably mineral salt deposits. Concrete is is very hygroscopic, which basically means it, it sucks up water pretty readily. And so because of that, and in damper weather, you may have some water that's being pulled up through the concrete to the surface. The water's evaporating and the mineral salts are staying behind. So... That's not anything to be terribly concerned about. It's more of a maintenance issue. If you painted your garage floor, by the way, they have lots of great epoxy paints out there right now. If you painted the garage floor, uh, that would probably cease to happen.
2: That's what I want to know. But any any epoxy paint
1: would do. Good quality epoxy paint. Most of the systems today include a cleaner or use a cleaner first. And then you uh, mix the epoxy. Typically, when you buy it, the, the can is three-quartered filled with paint. Then there's a quart hardener that comes with it. Mix it together. And then you apply it. And many of them have color flakes that you can put in them to give you some texture and help hide the dirt. And they really do a great job. And so I would encourage you to do that. It also makes it a lot easier to clean the floor.
2: Right. Well, that sounds good. It's more simple than I thought it would be. I didn't know if I had to clean it with some acids or something. No, no,
1: it. no. Don't make it harder than it is. It's a okay. pretty normal <laughs> phenomenon and pretty easy to fix. I do appreciate it. Good luck, Nick. Thanks so much for calling us at eight 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 Money Pit.
3: Susie in Connecticut needs some help with electrical wiring. What can we do for you?
2: Um, I was wondering how you, when you change the wiring from the old non-three um, wire wiring to the new three wire, where you can ground it and you replace the old with the new, how do you ground that box?
1: Are you replacing the panel?
2: The whole thing, because it's all fuses and all old
1: wiring. And you're you're going to be converting it to a circuit breaker panel? Right. Well, the ground wire uh, goes from the ground bus through a wire to usually a stake in the ground outside, the ground stake. And if you have a metal main water pipe, it could also ground to the main water pipe. If you have a plastic main water pipe, of course, that's not going to work, which many of us do today. So it's either going to ground to the main water pipe or it's going to ground to a ground stake, which is simply a metal rod, long metal rod that's driven into the soil. And then the ground wire basically bolts to that with a very solid electrical connection. And that's how the power is diverted back to ground if it ever has to.
2: So you can do it outside?
1: Yes, you can do it outside. In fact, many of them are Many of them are done that way. I hope you're not doing this yourself, Susie. Why? Well, because it's not it's not a DIY project. It's something that only a licensed and experienced electrician should do after getting electrical permit from the town that you live in. It's not a home improvement project for a for a do it yourselfer. You're talking about major work here. If you get it wrong, it could be very dangerous or it could set your house on fire.
2: That is correct. Well thank you very much. I appreciate your help.
1: You're welcome, Susie. Thanks so much for calling us at one 888 Pit.
3: Joe, in Nebraska, you've got the Money Pit. How can we help you
2: today?
1: Yes, I have a really big lavatory
2: sink. It's China. And something got dropped in it. I got a little chip in it like a BB. Okay. Okay. And I want to know if anybody makes a product that I can put on it, you know, and repair it.
1: Yeah, absolutely. There is a website called Find a Fix. Mm-hmm.
3: The website's findafix.com, dot com, and it's find dash a dash fix dot com, and they have a product called Porcelain which is basically a porcelain sort of enamel patching paint. And it comes in like a small bottle similar to like a nail polish. And you have to apply it in several very small layers, allowing each layer to dry until you sort of build it up to fill in that chip. But they offer... I mean a ton of different like whites and, and bisques and all of those off whites so that you'll find something and it's you can search by manufacturer so you're really able to find the exact white cuz you know there's like a million shades of white when it comes to bathroom fixtures I find. Oh, yeah.
2: There's only one black but there's <laughs> 150 whites.
3: Right? Yeah, you got
1: you got that right, Joe. All right, well that'll do it. Thanks so much for calling us at 888 money pit.
3: Dan in Missouri needs some help with windows at her money pit. What can we do for you?
2: I have uh, double hung, dual glazed windows in my living room. The kind that slide down, and they have a little latch on the bottom.
1: Right. The windows
2: won't. The windows won't slide down far enough to latch.
1: That's probably because they're out of square. So you really need to push them, push the uh, bottom window down and the top window up enough where you can lock them together. And if that, they're not locking, then something is swollen or out of square and might need to be adjusted, Diane.
2: Okay. Now, I have brick um, for on the outside of my house and then obviously, you know, the drywall on the inside. And we're concerned that uh, the windows might need to be replaced. So that would mean, you know, basically tearing out the windows. So is there any way to try to a- adjust the windows without taking the whole thing out?
1: Well, the first thing I would do is I would very slowly close the bottom window, and I would look to see if it looks like it strikes the sill uh, parallel. If it strikes one edge first, and then there's sort of a gap at the other end, then the window frame is out of is, uh, out of square. It might be possible for a carpenter to do some adjustment of that, or certainly some trimming of the window to give you enough uh, clearance to be able to close it and lock it. Uh, because you mentioned possibly replacing the windows... You would use a replacement-style window if you did that, and that would fit inside the wood frame of the existing window minus uh, the sashes. So you wouldn't have to tear out the brickwork to do that. Okay. And today, if you replace them, you can qualify for a 30% tax credit to the end of the year, which will cut down on the cost if you use, uh, if you use qualifying windows.
3: Ed in North Carolina needs some help with a crawl space. What can we do for you?
1: Hello. Hey, I just wanted to get uh, your take
2: on this encapsulating service that some companies offer to uh, mm-hmm. basically encapsulate a, a crawl space to keep the humidity out. Uh, I got an estimate a couple years ago, and it was kind of expensive, but I just wanted to know whether it's worth the cost.
1: Yeah, that's one approach. In fact, that's an approach that they uh, use a lot in Canada, and it's starting to work its way down into the States, and it certainly does work. It's got to be done very, very thoroughly because you can't have any you know, gaps in the encapsulation. But basically, it's an alternative way to seal a crawl space where you seal all the surfaces. Um, having said that, you know the old-fashioned, inexpensive vapor barrier with fiberglass insulation and good drainage conditions on the outside of your house works well. Now, are you going to get a return on investment because of the difference between the two? Frankly, probably not. But if you want to go with the encapsulated insulation, then then go for it.
2: Okay, is it? Let me ask you: Is it durable? Once they lay lay down that plastic. Encapsulating. If you've got to go down there and, you know, change out the water heater, just do normal routine maintenance. Yeah, routine That's maintenance something.
1: it should be fine for. Yep. All right. Hey, thanks a lot. I appreciate it. Hey, you're welcome. Thanks so much for calling us at one Money Pit. Up next, a kitchen counter upgrade can completely update an older kitchen. But with so many choices out there, what material should you go with? We're going to help you figure that out after this. On
3: the Money Pit Radio Show,
2: pick up the talent your home, sweet by calling 888
1: Pit. Making good homes better. Welcome back to the Money Pit Home Improvement Radio Show. I'm Tom Kreitler. And I'm Leslie Segretti. And you can listen to the Money Pit on the go with the Money Pit iPhone app. You can get the complete show. You can get the archives. You can ask a question on our community forum, or connect with us on Facebook and Twitter. It is a free app available at MoneyPit.com.
3: Sandra in North Carolina needs some help in the attic. Tell us about your problem.
2: How can I keep pests out of my attic without finishing it?
1: Without finishing it? You mean without, like, you know, turning it into a finished remodeled room?
2: Correct, because there's like 800 and something square, over 800 and something square feet.
1: Well, who's been visiting you up there, Sandra? Oh, uh,
2: all kind of pests, walls. Uh, beetles, I guess, or some kind of flying heart bug. Oh,
1: insects? Yes. Okay. Well, you can have an exterminator treat for those sorts of things, but frankly, um, you know, unless they're getting down into the house, I wouldn't worry about the occasional mud wasp nest or something of that nature. I thought maybe you were talking about animals getting in there.
2: Oh, no, no, no animals.
1: Yeah. Well, that's pretty common. You're never going to make a house tight enough to keep them out. If they really bother you, you can have them treated professionally, but I wouldn't worry too terribly much about it.
2: Okay. All right. Well, I really appreciate that.
1: You're welcome, Sandra. Thanks so much for calling us at 888 Money Pit.
2: Well,
3: updating your kitchen is always a great home improvement project since kitchens are one of the key selling points of any house.
1: That's right. And the good news is that this project doesn't always have to include a massive makeover. In fact, just replacing the countertop can make a very good first impression. Here with tips on the many options available to do just that, it's Kevin O'Connor, host of TV's This Old House. Hey, Kevin.
0: Hi, guys. Great to be here.
1: You know, it used to be that laminate was the only choice, but we've come an awfully long way,
0: haven't we? Well, there are a lot of choices out there. We spend a ton of time on our television show helping homeowners go through all of those different choices. And I guess it's good news that you've got a lot of different options out there.
3: Yeah, but I always find options are always the most overwhelming as soon as you start sharing those with the customer. They they really just drown in a sea of choices.
0: Yeah, and I think you need to sort of break it down into two categories, sort of what is the look that you're going for, but then also performance. And every one of the options out there is going to give you a different look, obviously, but it's also going to perform differently. So let's start with sort of the tried and true, the thing that folks are always sort of um, hoping for granite countertops Mm -hmm. or another natural stone, right? So these are stones that we pull up out of the earth, which they're natural, and they're really popular right now. It's an elegant choice, and they're great because they're durable. You can take that hot pot right off of the stove and put it onto the granite countertop, and you're not going to have to worry about necessarily damaging it. The downside is is that they can be costly, even though there's now a wide range of prices. Um, they generally aren't thought of as costly, and they do require some maintenance. They're, they're kind of porous, so you want mm-hmm. to seal them. So they can stain depending on the color you use.
1: And people are shocked when they figure out that their granite countertops can stain. We get calls on that all the time where there's been a spaghetti sauce stain or something like that. And, you know, they're a bit tricky to get out sometimes.
0: It's funny to think that something so durable that comes up from Mother Earth is actually going to be so fragile Mm -hmm. underneath a uh, can of spaghetti sauce or a jar of spaghetti sauce.
3: Or oil or red wine. The key is when you do get a spill like that, clean it up as fast as possible. And I think a lot of people, you know, marble has seen a resurgence in kitchens as well because it's so beautiful and you get a very different look as far as the veining from granite. And it's a viable option. You just have to make sure that you maintain it properly. And should you spill something, you must, must, must clean it up right away.
0: Yeah, and natural stones, marble, granite, um, soapstone, they're really some of the most popular choices out there, but not the only choices. There's another category uh, called engineered stone. Typically, they're made from a material called quartz, and people might recognize the brand names like zodiac or style stone. And these are good because they are durable like the granites, but they don't need as much maintenance. They resist the scratches, and they don't necessarily have to be sealed as much. You will pay a little premium for it, though.
2: Mm -hmm.
3: You know, and I think the interesting thing when you go with the engineered stone or the granites or even the solid surface options is that they're all antimicrobial, which is, you know, a big key factor when you're thinking about a countertop with so much moisture involved.
1: Yeah, that's a good point. Now, the other option, of course, is solid surfacing, and that's been around for quite a while and is still really popular they look
0: really good there's a lot of different options in terms of the looks that are available so it's easy to sort of design a kitchen around them or fit these into a kitchen that you already have and people like them because well they if they scratch they're solid all the way through so they're easy to fix you can actually sand down or buff out a little scratch and all you're doing is exposing more of that solid color and pattern so they're great for upkeep they sometimes can be damaged by the heat though and sometimes can can stain. Uh, so you have to be aware of that, and they are going to cost you a little bit less than the granite countertops or engineered stone in general.
3: Now, what about a concrete countertop? I, I've seen them just rise in popularity, so much so that certain manufacturers out there have a do-it-yourself concrete countertop kit, which, you know, as a great product, I don't know if that's something I would tackle on my own, because there's really an art to that, isn't there?
0: Yeah, this is fascinating. I mean, I, I'm intrigued by the fact that you say you see it more often, Leslie. We see this all the time. This is oh, yeah. of kind of like a rage out there now, people making Concrete countertops. And what I hear from folks, the reason they like it is because they can really make it a piece of art. They can individualize it. They can not only choose the color and the texture, but we see people adding stuff to the concrete mix. They've got bottle caps or colored glass in there. They've got mementos from the house thrown into the concrete countertops, and they've really personalized them. We have worked with both. We have worked with folks who do it professionally, where they come out like a traditional granite salesperson and they template your counter space. They go off and they make it just to your specifications and install it. And we've also seen people who said, build the form, pour it yourself, and make it as individual as you'd like. And I think that's the benefit of concrete countertops, is that you can really dress it up and turn it into a work of art.
3: What about maintenance, though? You know, concrete's so porous and hydroscopic. You know, how do you handle it? Because there's so much water on a countertop on a regular basis.
0: If you really want to take care of it, it comes down to sealing. But I've also seen people who just like that
1: sort of rustic look and let it go and say, hey, it's a concrete countertop. Just kind of let it grow. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Whatever happens, whatever happens, happens. And Kevin, there's another option out there, which is, of course, ceramic tile. I mean, folks have been tiling countertops for years, but there's actually a new product out there that makes it a lot easier. Have you heard of this Bondera? Uh, heard of it, but never worked with it. What, what's its story? It saves you a step? Oh, it absolutely does. In fact, it's a, it's a mastic. It's a sheet mastic. And basically, you glued it down to the top. So it could be the plywood surface of the countertop. Or even if it's a laminate top, you can lay it down right on top of that. Then you can stick the tiles to it and immediately grout. So you don't have to wait for the mastic to dry. Hmm. And it's sticky stuff, huh? It's really sticky super stuff. sticky.
3: Tom and I worked with it on a project for the AARP. And, you know, I being that it was my first go-round with the product, you know, I had peeled off the protective layer from the other side to start setting my tile and leaned across it. And my arm was stuck on it. My shirt was stuck <laughs> on it. And my belt. And, I mean, it is super sticky. It really does a great job.
1: Yeah, it's really good stuff. So that's another option as well for countertops. But
0: as you say, it has grout. So like traditional ceramic tile, you want to make sure that you seal that grout immediately because that will stain.
1: Exactly. You need a good silicone sealer as quickly as possible after that grout dries, a couple of coats of that, and believe me, you'll be doing a lot less cleaning as time goes on. We're talking to Kevin O'Connor, the host of TV's This Old House, about kitchen countertop material options. And Kevin, finally, there's one countertop that's almost the original top that everyone loves, but boy, it does take a lot of work to maintain wood butcher blocks.
0: Well, I'm a big fan of it. I like the look of wood uh, on a counter. Butcher block is definitely one of my favorites as well. It's a great surface to work on. It is porous, and you're putting foodstuffs on it. So you just want to make sure that it's something that you clean, clean, and clean again. There are specialty products out there for cleaning butcher block. And I would say don't be afraid to use a cutting board, something that you could run through the dishwasher and have the butcher block just be a good look.
1: Great advice. Kevin O'Connor, host of TV's This Old House. Thanks so much for stopping by the Money Pit. Great to be here, guys. For more tips on kitchen countertop materials, you can search countertops at thisoldhouse.com.
3: And you can, of course, watch Kevin and the entire This Old House team on This Old House and Ask This Old House on your local PBS station.
1: And Ask This Old House is brought to you by Stanley. Stanley, make something great. Still ahead, your front door can make or break your home's first impression. We've got tips on complete front entry systems that take the guesswork out of great curb appeal. And that's all coming up next.
2: The
3: Money Pit is brought to you by Skill. Want hardwood floors but are on a budget? The affordable and feature filled skill flooring saw is just what you need for your installation project.
1: Making good homes better. Welcome back to the Money Pit Home Improvement Radio Show. I'm Tom Kreitler,
3: and I'm Leslie Segretti. Pick up the phone and give us a call at eight 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 Money Pit for your home improvement questions to be answered, your repair questions, decorating questions, pretty much anything that you are working on at your Money Pit. We can give you a hand with that project, and we can actually give you the tools to get those jobs done as well. Because one caller that we talked to on the air this hour is going to win a really fantastic prize. We are giving away the skill flooring saw. Now, it's worth 159 bucks, and the Skill flooring saw is designed to cut through hardwood, laminate, even engineered flooring up to eight inches wide and three quarters of an inch thick. It can make miter cuts, rip cuts. It's really an all-purpose tool.
1: This tool will eliminate the need for more than one saw that you have to lug materials to and from. You can visit skilltools.com for more info or pick up the phone and call us right now at 1-888-MONEYPIT for your chance to win.
3: Well, a new survey shows that despite the economic situation we are all facing, homeowners are spending money on their homes again, both to maintain or even improve their biggest investments. Now, one project with huge payoff is upgrading your front entry. If you use a fiberglass door, this is going to help save energy costs and it's going to increase your curb appeal, all while increasing your home's perceived value. People look at your house, see a gorgeous door, and they suddenly think it's worth a heck of a lot more than it actually is. And now there's a smart and easy way that you can add a one-two punch of curb appeal to your home.
1: That's right. Two products. First, you want to start with a the Thermatrue fiberglass door system. You can get one that's made from the Smooth Star line or the Classic Craft door lines. Now, these guys invented the fiberglass door. Then you trim it out with Fipon. Now, Fipon can really create a beautiful exterior. These pieces are made from urethane, very durable urethane that's going to resist rot, insects, mildew, you name it. You can add a set of pilasters and a cross it on top, and you've got an instant entryway total transformation.
3: And urethane is the way to go. In fact, independent studies show that urethane trim pieces actually cost less to install than wood, which, of course, we all know can rot, needs to be repainted, needs refinishing, just needs a ton of maintenance over its lifespan. fipon's motto is, out of the box and onto your house. That means you can enhance your ThermaTru front entry in less than an hour. You can learn more about these entryway solutions at thermatrue.com and fipon.com today. It's a great website you can really see the possibilities of how you can change the look of your house pretty much in an instant.
1: 888-666-3974. Call us with your question that you need answered so that you can change the possibilities of any project, any room, any area in your house. We are here to help.
3: Brian in South Dakota is dealing with a very noisy bathroom. Tell us about the problem.
2: Yes, we have uh, three bathrooms in our 1997 home, two on the main level, one in the basement. When you flush the toilet of the master bathroom on the main level, it makes a horrific noise throughout the entire home. What would cause that?
1: Hmm. Water hammer. Uh, that plus the fact that the there's nothing better than plumbing pipes that transmit sound. Do you hear it when the water runs down the pipes, or do you hear it when the toilet fills?
2: Oh, I guess uh, probably when it runs down the pipes.
1: Yeah. Not that unusual, Brian. Um, Yeah. I mean, what happens is you have uh, PVC pipes in the walls. And uh, I love when the bathroom, like the powder room, like backs up against the dining room. So you get to listen (laughs) to this during dinner, you know,
3: right during your holiday meal. Um,
1: Not that unusual, though, Uh, the the walls do transmit the sound quite easily. And the only thing that you can do is you could consider blowing insulation into the walls that contain the plumbing pipes that might quiet it down a bit. Okay, I'll try that. All right. Thank you. Glad to give you that tip. Thanks so much for calling us at 1-888-MONEYPIT.
3: You are tuned to the Money Pit Home Improvement Radio Show on air and online at MoneyPit.com. Still ahead, there's no worse energy hog than drafty windows. And with this winter, we are all experiencing a lot of energy usage. Now, add up all of those leaks and you might as well keep your front door wide open this entire winter season. We are going to tell you how to fix window drafts for good next.
2: Hey, 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 Money Pit.
1: home solutions live. Welcome back to the Money Pit Home Improvement Radio Show, where we make good homes better. I'm Tom Kreitler.
3: And I'm Leslie Segretti. Well, the um, thermometer might not actually be saying so, but get this, the calendar says that spring is just a few weeks away. I'm not sure if I believe it. I've been I can't for wait for reason. <laughs> I know. Seriously, it can't get here fast enough. You can actually get your spring projects ready to go with help from our great website, MoneyPit.com. We've got project ideas, tools, checklists. It's all right there at your fingertips at moneypit.com. And really, it just gives you something to focus on and dream about as we get past all of the snow blindness and chilly temperatures. So why not head there for a home improvement vacation, if you will? You, while you're there, you can share your before and after photos. You can learn what other do-it-yourselfers are doing out there. They can weigh in on what your work is like. It's a lot of great fun. It's really a good community to share everything that's going on at your Money Pit. And it's all right at your fingertips at moneypit.com.
1: And speaking of which, Paul in North Carolina posted a question. He says, I need a real solution to a drafty skylight. Cold air in the winter, hot air in the summer. Not sure the extra light is worth it. Wow, it must be really, really bad.
3: Now, that's truly an installation problem, correct? Yeah.
1: How can we cover it or reduce the draft? Well, a tarp would work well, but I think that's kind <laughs> a of A space heater. You know, I think that it's got to be an installation problem, and I suspect that he has a curb skylight where Mm -hmm. the flashing is just very loosely applied. What you might want to use is a self-adhered flashing membrane. So this is a bit of work, but what you would do is take the um, trim pieces off the skylight. I'm going to assume it's like an Anderson or a Pella, where you have like step flashing up against the side. Take the trim pieces off, Take the roof shingles roofing shingles off, then use a product like Vicor. Now that's made by Grace, the same people that make Ice and Water Shield, mm-hmm. and it comes in rolls. You can get it like you know four inches, six inches, nine. So these inches are more like wide. strips. Yeah, and so you roll these strips out, and it, it sort of adheres to the side of the skylight and to the roof underneath. And of course, that seals out the drafts. Oh, that's great. Once you put that down, then you can put the step flashing back, put it all back together again, and that should stop any drafts that are that are getting into that space. It really shouldn't be so bad that you want to just get rid of the skylight. I mean, it's totally possible to put these in. It's just that yours wasn't done correctly.
3: And it's never a result of the quality of glass. It truly is an installation issue.
1: I can't imagine unless it's a really old skylight. Mm -hmm. If you've got a really old, you know, junky plastic bubble skylight, nothing can help you. But (laughs) if it's a, you know, decent curb skylight, it's just an installation issue and it can be fixed.
3: All right, Paul, get to enjoying that skylight again, not just hating it. All right. Ron from Rhode Island posted, I will have to paint my home next summer or spring. And I keep hearing about the vinyl sprays with the lifetime warranty. What is up with them and are they worth it? Or should I just use paint and or have my home recited? Stay away. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it always looks Stay too away. good to be true. And I have to tell you, I get those little pamphlets in my mailbox yeah. and they're always like, Ooh, look, they're never going to paint again. And I'm like, don't be yeah, tempted. Not,
1: not true. I mean, not possible. It's a really heavy sales pitch associated with that stuff. But you think for a second, if it was possible to make paint that never had to be replaced, that every single major brand wouldn't be doing that. Mm -hmm. I mean, there's a reason that there's nobody doing that. It's because it can't reliably be done. You could put a thick coating of material like that on your on your wood siding. I think probably what will happen is moisture will get trapped underneath it. We've heard all kinds of horror stories about this stuff where it just peels off and leaves the place a real mess. And people are pretty upset about it. So I have not heard a good story about liquid vinyl siding type products, and I Mm -hmm. do not recommend them for that reason.
3: Yeah. You know what, Ron? Your best bet is to just go with good old-fashioned exterior latex paint. Make sure you do proper prep work, sand, caulk, do everything you're supposed to do, and enjoy it for the next five to seven years before you got to do it again.
1: This is the Money Pit Home Improvement radio show. Thank you so much for spending this hour with us. The show continues online at moneypit.com where you can post your home improvement question anytime of the day or night in our community section and Leslie or I will jump in there and answer them as well as you can get help from other DIYers in the same space. You can also pick up the phone and call us at one 888 Pit. Remember, you can do it yourself,
3: but you don't have to do it alone.